honor and a pleasure to be in the presence of your anointing. Looking on and seeing what I'm talking about on today um, and listening and praying that you are encouraged by what you hear and that you apply to the teaching that is being presented um, and well for the rest of the year I am doing this teaching um, on my Facebook page um, and our marriage page titled marriage uncut raw marriage page um and it's every day at 12 noon except for i don't do them on the weekend um i don't do them on saturday and sunday but it will play on my youtube on um saturday and sunday um on youtube and so um i want to just thank god for this opportunity to come to you all um, in the name of the Lord, and as He's guiding me and leading me and directing me um, to those who struggle in their faith, to those who struggle in their belief, um, I want to reach out to those who um, have backslid. I want to reach out to those who are lost. I want to reach out to those who are confused. I want to reach out to those who um, don't want to go into the house of God because of hypocrisy because of judgment, because of um, unfaithfulness, because of hurt, betrayal, whatever the case may be that you don't find yourself in the house of the Lord anymore and you've given up on the people, you've given up on um, worship, you've given up on praising God, you're giving up on God altogether. I want to reach those to let you know that God has not forsaken you. God has not forsaken you. And that he loves you and he wants you to get back into a place, come from that backsliding place. He said in his word in first, uh, Second Chronicles 7 and 14, he said in his word, If my people, which are called by his name, shall humble themselves, shall pray, shall seek his face and turn from their wicked ways, he said, I will heal your land, I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive you of your sins. 
So if you say that you are a Christian, if you say that you are a believer, and you have backslid, or you find yourself no longer doing what you used to do concerning the Lord, hey, get back on the horse and begin to start riding. Amen. You know, go back into the house of the Lord and begin to start praising God and worshiping God. Because it's not man. You know, we put our confidence in man. We put our trust in man. We put everything that we have in man. And the word tells us that man will set us up. That man will, you know, walk away from us. But God will never leave you nor forsake you. He's always there with you. It's us who walks away from him. It's us who rejects him. So I decided to do this teaching on Mr. and Mrs devotions coupled together bible study through the rest of the year of 2021 and i started in um, january the 7th and i've been going since then and i've taken a break um i've taken a break in the month of february and then i took a break in the month of june and because you know even when i'm doing this i gotta be restored i gotta be revived i gotta go back and you know and be refreshed get more strength amen because it, it drains you when you're giving the word of God. It's draining you when you're praying for the people. And you can feel in the atmosphere that those who are suffering with suicide and those who are suffering in their hurt and those who are in a bad place because of life struggles, because of life's issues. And I not only want to help marriages, but I want to be able to help everybody, no matter the place that they're in, no matter what they're going through, no matter what they're dealing with, whether it's in your marriage and a relationship, whether it's your parents or your children, family members, friends, co-workers, boss. It doesn't matter who you, who it is or what's going on in your life. God wants to help you. He wants to he wants to uplift you. He wants to encourage you. He wants to he wants to bring you back to him and he wants to have you to receive salvation and deliverance in the name of Jesus. Amen. So you know, I offer salvation as well for those who are listening for the first time. You may not even know who I am and it's fine. But I am Elder in Holloway. Um, and I, I have my, the ministry that God has given me is, you know, a deliverance ministry. Um, I have my bachelor's in psychology. Um, I have a master's in Christian ministry. I have a doctorate in Christian ministry. Um, I'm in school right now that I started in August. Um, not in school, but I'm starting school in August to become a certified life coach because God has been good to me and I cannot be a student, um, just part-time student. I got to be a student. 365 days. I, I, I live to learn. Oh my God. Thank you, Jesus. I live to learn. And if, if in any area in my life, in your life, that I can grow, that's what I want to do. Amen. I want to grow in God. And in, and in order for me to grow in God, and in, in order for me to grow you, I have to know my growth as well. Amen. I have to continue to do what God is requiring me to do in these last and these evil days. So I pray that you will tune in and I pray that it blesses you. I pray that it encourages you. I pray that it uplifts you. I pray that you receive salvation. I pray that if you don't know Jesus, that something I said or something you may hear or I may speak something that you've been praying for, that I pray that you receive anything or everything that you need God to do for you. Because it's not about me. It's about God. And he wants us to make it about him. Amen. He wants us to make it about him. And I'm grateful. I am. I'm so grateful that God is just blessing and, and using me in such a mighty way so y'all continue to pray for me as i continue to pray for you and this song i don't own the rights to this song i don't i'm not getting anything from it but it's written by um nick cannon featuring kiara sheard and it's titled no weapon so let us continue to just pray that 
uh, I mean, listen to that as I just give a short little prayer. Lord God, I thank you for waking us up this morning, closing our right mind with the activities of our limbs, Lord God. God, I thank you for just being who you are. I thank you for being God of all gods. I thank you for leading me and guiding me and directing me, Lord God. God, I, I thank you that you are allowing the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart to be acceptable unto thy settle, Lord, my strength and my redeemer, God. God, I'm grateful, I'm humble, because you want to get the glory out of my story, and I want you to get the glory out of their story as well, Lord God. So I offer my love to you on today. I offer his word to you on today. I offer this lesson unto you today because the lesson tells us that two are better than one. Amen. Two are better than one. So I pray that you receive whatever that you need from the Lord. I pray for deliverance. I pray for salvation. I pray for restoration. I pray for revival in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So continue to pray for me as I continue to pray for you. And we're going to go ahead and we're going to move over in the word of God. And again, it's coming from Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 11. Amen. God bless you. Know that I love you. And let's move forward in God and let us grow together. Amen. Let us grow together. And I'm looking forward for the growth. Amen. So let me go ahead and remove this. And I thank you all for tuning in to um the song on this morning so now i'm going to put some worship on and this is where we're going to be and we're going to move right here amen amen so amen so um i am like i said i am elder serena holloway i pastor alongside my husband um bishop christopher holloway senior we are um celebrating his 14th year of pastoring amen and we thank god for him oh he truly is an awesome man of god i'm not just saying that because he's my husband i mean the day i met him he's still that same man but greater and better amen and i thank god for his growth and i thank god for him staying the course because it's been a long uphill journey but god has been good to him god has been good to us amen and so we have been married for 27 years um, we just celebrated our 27th year on May 21st of this year, and it was amazing. Oh, my husband, he outdid himself on this year. Amen. And I understand that, yes, we're still in a pandemic and COVID-19 is still real, but we're still praying for deliverance. We're still praying for healing. We're still praying for salvation. And hey, we're still praying. Amen. So with no further ado, let us go ahead and get into the word. This lesson, of course, is coming from a book written by Rob and Joanna Legan. And it's titled 365, I'm sorry, 366 Devotions for Couples, Mr. and Mrs. And I had decided to, to name this series that I'm doing throughout the year, this year of 2021, um, Mr. and Mrs. Devotions Coupled Together Bible Study. Amen. Because we all need um, Bible study in our lives. We all need um, the glory of God. Amen. We all need um, to, get, to, to get better is to, to, to do better is to do to be better is to do better amen and that's my desire i'm having a problem with my screen so hold on one second and see if i can get this fixed just a little bit my fade might be off a tad yeah it might be off oh and now y'all don't see me at all right so i'd say about right uh here that should be great right there oh it's not great oh i know y'all like what is she doing what does she got going on i'm trying to fix the screen and it's showing me something different i don't know if it's my my backdrop that is tripping but 
let me just bring this to about right here let's just see what we have yeah that's better well that's not better okay i don't know what's happening it's not oh you know what it might might be my sweater hold on might be my sweater hold on let me fix my sweater let me move this from here it might be my sweater i don't know what the problem is it usually doesn't do that but it's kind of it's trying to fade me out and i don't know why it's fading me out because it, it literally is fading me out so let's see what is happening i'm gonna get this going you guys just bear with me because you got to understand this shows also on my on ctv i'm on ctv amen and so um yeah, I'm on CTV, and so I got to make sure that this is right before I go forward. And something is happening with my, usually it's right here at 47. I'm going to leave it right there, and we'll just have to just go with that. I don't know what's, I don't know what's happening with it. Let me, let me see something. I'm about to start this one over, you guys. I'm not sure, but I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. Just bear with me, please. Because, see, I showed this on my on my TV. I'm on, those of you who don't know that I'm, I'm on, um, I'm on TV every Saturday at, um, I'm on TV every Saturday at 2 o'clock on CTV. I think this is good right here. We just have to deal with this. Alright? We just have to deal with this part. We just have to just move on and just deal with it. I've already spent about five minutes fixing it. So, let's just go ahead and move forward. Alright? So, you should have your Bibles. Those who follow me knows you need to have your Bibles so you can read along with me. Amen. So, all right, let's see. Here we go. Should start over, but I can't. All right, you, you two are better than one. Amen. In Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 11. I'm not sure which version that they use, but I still like to go to my version, King James Version. Um, but it, the scripture reads Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? How can one keep warm alone? And so, oh, sorry, I dropped my pen. And so, um, in this, we're talking about Ecclesiastes chapter 4. And we're talking about two are better than one. Meaning when you are married, or you're connected to someone, or you have a companion, a fiance, a boyfriend, a girlfriend. We have to be able to um, recognize what we need to do amen so i want to go ahead and um work this out so ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 11 and the king james version says again if two lie together then they have heat but how can one be warm alone meaning 
how can we be together and we 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 don't know how to warm one another up you know we're supposed to be able to warm one another we're supposed to cling to one another we're supposed to cleave to one another the scripture tells us in matthew uh let me go there uh matthew 19 and um uh five says and said for this call shall a man leave father and mother and shall cleave to his wife and they twain shall be one flesh and what that means is that the husband and wife is to glean to one another the husband and wife is to um hold on to one another that's a new family you're now family when you take a husband when you take a wife and you have to separate yourself from those from your past um you know and everything and so yeah i'm gonna put this on here because it's causing me to jump and i i can tell y'all now i won't be using this one for um and I know what, why don't you just redo it? No, I'm not going to do that. We're going to be patient. We're going to move forward in his name. And he's going to carry us through. Because some of you have to understand that the enemy doesn't want us to spread the gospel. The enemy, if it's up to him, Satan, he won't allow us to give the word of God. It's up to Satan. He will try to stop us in every direction. If it's up to Satan, he don't want the word of God to get out. And there are just, there's imps in this world that comes to destroy, that comes to steal, that comes to do, you know, all of these things. So, again, so, now, I'm going to go ahead and read the lesson that Rob and Joanna had wrote. And it says, are you feeling the cold winds blowing today of stress? Are you feeling the cold winds blowing today of conflict? Are you feeling the cold winds blowing today of heartache? Your marriage is a blessing when you offer the warmth of our love and support. Yet your pain is compounded if your partner is absent or distant in your struggle. How does life feel cold to you today? Can I ask that question again? How does life feel cold to you today? If you're experiencing rejection, if you're experiencing loneliness, then you need to build in extra time for companionship together. Does your job feel like a dead end? Does your job feel like it's insufficient to meet your needs? Praise each other's talents. Praise each other's strength. And pray for each other's hard work. Pray for God's provision of a rewarding career. Question again, are you struggling through physical sickness or limitations? You must understand that when we serve each other and create room for rest, we're able to encourage one another. So here's another question. Have you lost a person? Have you lost a place? Or have you lost a possession that meant the world to you? Can I offer comfort and understanding through the grieving process? Your relationship is a gift from God to keep you from suffering hard times alone. Turn your hearts and attention to one another in all you're going through. Praise God for the warmth you can share in every situation. Now ask yourself, have I shared my warmth with my husband? Have I shared my warmth with my wife? In spite of what I have going on, 
in spite of where we are, in spite of what has taken place, what have we shared with our spouse in the midst of trial and tribulation, in the midst of trial and error, in the midst of letdowns and putdowns, in the midst of ups and downs? What have we shared with them? Have we allowed them to come in and comfort us? Have we allowed them to come in and, and give us comforting words? Have we allowed them to come in and try to help us in our hurt? Have we allowed them to come in? Because we must understand that two is better than one. Amen. So Ecclesiastes chapter 4. And I want to start at the first verse. And it says, So I returned and considered all the oppressions that are done under the sun and behold the tears of such as were oppressed and they had no comforter and on the other side of their oppressors there was power but they had no comforter wherefore i praise the dead which are already dead more than the living which are yet alive yeah Better is he than both they which have not yet been, who have not seen the evil work that is done under the sun. Verse 4 says, Again, I considered all travail and every right work, that for this a man is envied of his neighbor. This is also vanity and vexation of spirit. The fool foldeth his hands together and eateth his own flesh. 6 says, Better is a handful with quietness than both the hands full with travail and vexation of spirit. Then I returned and I saw vanity under the sun. There is one alone and there is not a second. Yea, he hath neither child nor brother. Yet is there no end of all his labor. Neither is his eyes satisfied with riches. Neither saith he for whom I do labor and bereave my soul of good. This is also vanity. Yeah, it is a sore travail. Verse 9 says, Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. Ask yourselves, are we working together? Ask yourselves, am I working together with my spouse? Am I working together with my employees? Am I working together with those in the ministry? Mm. Verse 10 says, For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, when he continues to fall. For he hath not another to help him up. Sometimes there's nobody else that will help you up except for your wife. Sometimes there's no one else that will help you up except for your husband. Sometimes there's no one else to help you up except for your mom, except for your dad, a family member, a friend, sometimes even a stranger. But most of all, we should always have the Lord Jesus Christ to comfort us, to help us, to push us. But he tells us we can't go it alone. If we go it alone, we're always going to be cold. We're never going to be comforted. And we will continue to fall when we don't allow somebody to come in and sit with us and help us. Verse 12 says, And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. And when you have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, you have a three-strand cord. You have literally a three 
fold cord that is not easily broken. When you are connected to somebody, nothing or no one should be able to unravel that threefold cord. It should be you, your spouse, and the Lord Jesus Christ. And nobody should be able to come in and separate you from the love of God. Separate you from the love from one another. 13 says, better is a poor and a wise child than an old and a foolish king. Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Listen to this. When you're looking around at a world that was rejecting God's ways, Solomon saw oppression everywhere, and the oppressed had no comforter. What is our comforter today? The Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ said, when I leave, I'm going to leave, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send back my comforter that will bring all things to remembrance. That will help lead you and guide you. That will cover you. That will show you all good things. That will show you all bad things. But just more importantly, it will show you all things. And I want to read that in John. Because I want some of you to understand. It ain't. It's not my words. It's the, it's the words of the Lord. And so, um, let, me, let me go there and find it. It is... Um, it is, I want to say, yes. Um, I want to say John 14. Here we go. John 14. And I'm going to read John 14. And I'm going to start at the 12th verse. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. 15 says, If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. 17 says, Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it continues not to see him. Neither continues not to know him, but if you know him, for he continues to dwell in you, and you shall and 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 shall be in you. 18 says, I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you yet a little while, and the world will continue to see me no more. But you will see me because I live, you shall live also. At that day, you shall know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. And he that hath my commandments, and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and will manifest myself to him. Listen, Jesus said, If a man loves me, he will keep my words. And my Father will love him, and we will come unto him, and make our abide with him. Meaning, abide means home. He will make a home with you. He that continues to love me not, will continue not to keep my sayings. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. 25 and 26 says, These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. 
Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world continues to give it, but I give it unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And what some of you have to understand is that the comforter is the Holy Ghost. And sometimes when you're not feeling peace, it's because you don't have the Holy Ghost. Sometimes you got chaos and confusion all around you. It's because you need the Holy Ghost to comfort you. You need the Holy Ghost to give you peace. You need the Holy Ghost to give you love. You need the Holy Ghost to bring all things to your remembrance of what Jesus did in times past. And what he's going to continue to do in your present. For the days to come. And I know some of you don't understand that. But what you have to understand is that the counselor is identified here as the Holy Ghost. For the New Testament Christian, the most important thing about the Spirit is not his power, but that he is holy. His holy character, along with the manifestation of that holy character. Aha! Along with that manifestation of that holy character. And in the lives of believers is what matters the most. You have to understand, you need the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, it will keep you. Go back and read the book of Acts. For those of you who don't believe in the Holy Ghost, for those who have been telling people, or, or they, someone has, has told you, there's, you don't need the Holy Ghost. You don't need the Holy Spirit. You don't, you don't need that. The devil is a lie. You need the Holy Ghost. You need his Holy Spirit to rest on you, to sit with you, to be with you, to guide you, to lead you, to show you all good things and all bad things it's to keep you listen to this lord help me in this place if you will listen god's comfort is available god's comfort is available to all his people and times when you try to look for him and times when you're lonely and times when you're depressed and times when you're oppressed you need comfort and you need healing while you're on this earth this earth has nothing to offer us this world has nothing to offer us listen john said uh um no it's it's is it luke no i want to say it might be john let's see there's a scripture and i want to say it's john 14 it might not be John 14. I want to say it's Luke 14. Yes, it is John 14 in verse 1. He said, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it was not so, I would have not told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and be prepared a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. You have to know that he comes to prepare a place for you he's your comforter believers are also instructed to comfort one another but we refuse to comfort one another when our spouse is going through we we feel like well, listen I, 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 I me and my husband was having a conversation and i explained this the other day me and my husband was having a conversation and 
I said, oh, babe, I just need you to pray for me because I'm really going through. He said, well, listen, he said, if I'm going through and you going through, he said, I can't. I, he said, you can't be going through and I'm going through because I'm going to need you to encourage me. So when you when you going through and uh, and then I'm going through that, I, I need you to pray for me and I need you to encourage me. So one when one of us is down, the other one got to be praying. And it makes so much sense. We both can't be going through, but if we both if but if we both go through, we know the word of God. We can pray with one another. We can lay with one another. We can comfort one another. But the Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us into that area for us to do that and not get beside ourselves and start being angry with one another or pushing one another away or um, not comforting one another, just closing us out, shutting us out. That's not what the Lord wants us to do. He wants us to band together. He wants us to cleave together. He wants us to stand together. How can we keep each other warm? How can we keep each other together if we're separated? If we're lonely? If we pull back? Listen. What you have to understand is, um, here it says, um, hard work and the development of skill are often spurred by spurred on by jealous rivalry with one another's neighbor and the spirit of selfish competition. Those motivations are self-destructive. God wants us instead to seek a life of moderation, to do good work, and to live in a quiet, godly manner. We must work together and we must help each other. That's in verses 4 through 8. And I just read that what says better is a handful with quietness than both the hands full of uh, with travail. Listen, our hands, we should be offering peace. We should be offering love. We should be offering kindness and gentleness and meekness. We should be offering uh, um, guidance with one another. But our hands should not be full of wrath. Our hands should not be full of envy. Our our hands should not be full of strife and contention. Our hands should not be filled with negativity. Our hands should be holding on to the denying fruit that we are told in any any in any Ephesians. Listen, let me let me just read it to you. Any in Ephesians. Let me read it to you in Ephesians. No, I'm sorry. In Galatians, I'm sorry. And Galatians, let me read it to you in, in, in Galatians chapter 6. I keep passing the Let me read it to you in Galatians chapter 6. I'm sorry, Galatians chapter 5. Oh, let me read it to you in Galatians chapter 5. Right here in verses 22 and 23. It says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness goodness faith meekness temperance against such there is no law these are the nine fruit that should stay on our hand so that when we open up our hands listen here's the thing when you go to give somebody something you're let me let me when you when if, I, if i'm holding this ink pen and i go to give it to them i have to release it for them to receive it lord have mercy thank you jesus I have to release the pen for them to take the pen. That's what God wants us to do with, with good words, with good character, with, with good qualities. The, the nine fruit of the spirit. To, to, when, I reach, when I open my hand to give love, they'll receive it in love. When I open my hand of meekness, they'll receive it in meekness. Because until I offer it to them, it cannot be released. 
Lord have mercy. So I just wanted to encourage you all on today to, to let you all know that two are better than one. And it says that you cannot just, it said right here in verse 10, it says, for if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow, but, but beware, but shame to that person that is alone when he continues to fall and he don't have another person to pick him up. The reason why it says guilt and shame and, and, and woe unto him that he continues to fall. Because every time he falls, there's no one there to pick him up. When your wife begins to fall weak in some areas, you got to be there to pick her up. When your husband falls in some areas, you don't condemn him. You don't judge him. You don't kick him wise down. You pick him up. You love on him. You show him meekness. You show him gentleness. You show him compassion. You show him grace and mercy. You try to bring him back to a place in the Lord. You pick him up. You don't leave him down there to bleed and die. Yes. You don't leave him behind. You know, even in the service, you hear no man left behind. If, if they perish, we perish him. We, we're supposed to have each other's back. But see, in this society, it's almost now, it's like people are saying, shh, all for one, one for all. You take care of what you got to take care of, and I'm going to take care of what I got to take care of. Because at the end of the day, I ain't got time to be dealing with anybody else's issues when I got issues of my own. But God wants us to not show so much concern for us that we lose compassion for others. Can I say that again? God does not want us to be so much worried about what the concerns that we have for ourselves that we lose compassion for somebody else. We worry about what we got going on, but what about the next man that may be having it worse? What about the next person that's having it worse, worse, that they can't get out of their bed. They can't go to work. Their mind is totally baffled. They continue to fall. Every time they stand, they fall down. Every time they get up, they fall down. Every time they take the first step, they fall down. It's like a baby who's learning to walk for the first time, and they're not learning how to walk because they don't have nobody to help hold them up and to push them on and say, come on, you can do it. Come to mommy. Come to daddy. And that's what God is telling us on today. Come to daddy. I want to help you walk this thing out. I want to help you get up out of this stuff. I want you to come with me. I want to show you how, how wonderful my love is. But what happens when we don't have nobody to push us forward? Listen to Galatians chapter 6. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Listen to Galatians chapter 6. This is, this is going to be really good to you. Listen, listen to, listen to uh, Galatians chapter 6. And I'm going I'm to start reading at the first verse. And it reads, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. What is the law of Christ? To love your neighbor as you love yourself. The first, the second commandment. Love your neighbor. The first commandment is to obey my commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. The second one is, he said it. The second law, the second commandment. Love your neighbor as much as you love yourself. He says in verse 3, For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he continues to deceive himself. But, if, but let every man prove his own work. And then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that continues to teach in all good things. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. 
For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary and well-doing. Let us not be weary and well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. And what you have to understand is that this world is cruel. This world is cruel. And it doesn't want to help us out. But what you have to understand is that those who claim to be born again, spirit-filled followers of Christ, while at the same time consciously sowing to please the sinful nature, are guilty of mocking and despising God. Let there be no deception. Such persons will reap corruption and death and not life everlasting. And you can find that, thank you Holy Spirit, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Lord help me. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 9. And it reads, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor infamous nor abusers of themselves with mankind, meaning homosexuals, nor thieves, nor covetousness, nor drunkards, meaning those who continue to get drunk all day, every day, nor revilers, nor extortioners, meaning people who are stealing money, shall inherit the kingdom of God. But when you've been washed of those things, and you have been sanctified, and you have been justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of our God. You will enter if you've been washed in the blood. You will enter if you've been sanctified, meaning set apart from the world. You will enter if you if your heart has been created, recreated. Your spirit is renewed. You are reborn again Christian. There's no hatred in your heart. There's no envy in your heart. There's no jealousy in your heart. There's no malice in your heart. There's no discord in your heart. There's no division in your heart. There's no homosexuality in your heart. There's no backbiting in your heart. There's no backsliding in your heart. There's no evil in your heart. There's no wickedness in your heart. There's You're not a witch in your heart. You're not a warlock in your heart you're not doing things that is wrong in your heart there's no disobedience in your heart you must be reborn again you must have the Holy Ghost you must have a changed life you must be separate from the world and in order for you to be separate from the world you must get into his word amen Amen. Listen, pause break.
Amen. Thank you all for allowing me to take a pause break. Uh, my daughter is saying I had to have a conversation with her for a second. Amen. Amen. So, um, I thank you all for tuning in. I do. I thank you all for tuning in and um, hearing the word of God. I tell everybody, I tell so many people, please go back, read the scriptures that I've given you. If you find me wrong, call me. But I guarantee you, you won't find me wrong in the word. Because it's coming straight from the book. Not my opinion. My advice only. Get Jesus Christ right now, today, while you have an opportunity. Build your relationship. Not just reading your word is building your relationship. Not just praying is building a relationship. Not just fasting is building a relationship. A relationship is your communing with him. Your, 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 your life is all about him and him alone. Yes, we can go out here and have fun. We can do cookouts. We can go to the mall. We can fellowship with our family and our friends. But you have to be the light that they, you have to be the light that they need to see through their darkness. Because some of our family members are not saved. Some of our friends are not saved. Some of our best friends are not saved. They don't die because we talk about him to them, but they don't know him. You have to know him. You, you people say, I know my kids like the back of my hand. You have to know God like the back of your hand. You have to recognize if this is God or if this is Satan. You have to ask and pray for the spirit of discernment so you can recognize good and bad and you can recognize good and evil. You can recognize right and wrong, good and evil. You got to be able to recognize that the scripture tells us people will start seeing good as bad and bad as good. The devil is a lie. Right is right, wrong is wrong. White is white and black is black. Jesus said, Pick, pick. Do you want to be hot or do you want to be cold? Because if you're lukewarm, he's going to spew you out of his mouth. You're going to have to make a choice. Joshua 24, 15, he said, who are you going to serve? The fathers on that side of the, of the, of the river. He said, because, but he said, he said, because for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. When I became a new convert, when I became a new Christian, when I became a baby in Christ, everything about me had to change. My conversations had to change. The words that came out of my mouth had to change. My company had to change. Those who were hung around had to change. But if I was doing what they was doing, I wasn't making a change. I was trying to hold on to them because I didn't want to lose them. If you eat, so you got to make a choice. Either you lose some of them folks today, or you're going to lose them in heaven, or you're going to lose them in hell, because heaven is real. Hell is real. The scripture in Isaiah tells us that hell enlarges herself daily. The scripture tells us that Satan goes to and fro, I mean to and fro, like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, because he's a stealer, he's a killer, and he is a destroyer. He don't like you. Satan don't like you. He don't like nothing about you when you are serving the Lord. He don't like anything about you when you have the Holy Ghost. So it's his job to bring oppression. It's his job to bring depression. It's his job to keep you down. It's his job to keep you stuck in a place. That's his job. So how about let us do God's job? How about letting 
someone come in and sit with us? How about allowing the Lord to come in into your heart and sit with you? Cleanse your heart, creating you a, a new heart and renewing you a right spirit. How about that? David said, Lord, I have sinned against you and you alone. I'm not blaming anybody for my actions. Yeah, I caused Uriah to be uh, set up to be killed. Yeah, I, I slept with Bathsheba and, and had a child. But God, forgive me. I was born into sin. I was born in iniquity. When my mother conceived me, she conceived me in sin. But shall we, con shall we continue in sin that, that God, that, that grace may abound? God forbid. That scripture in Romans 6, 1 and 2. Let me read that to you. Romans 6 and 2. And I'm, 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 I'm almost done right here. I'm almost done right here. Romans 6. This is my last scripture I'm going to give and I'm going to move on. Because I, I got to go. I got to do something else. Romans 6. Romans 6. Trying to get there. My pages are sticking together. Romans 6 chapter 1. Listen to 1 and 2. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Verse 2 says, God forbid. And there's a question. How shall we? How shall we continue to sin? And we're supposed to be dead to sin. Living to live any longer therein. We're not supposed to be living in sin. We're supposed to be free from sin. And we believe because we have grace and mercy that we can just continue to skate on those twins. But guess what? Eventually, your grace is going to run out. Your mercy is going to run out. How do I know that? Because let me go back to Romans chapter 1. Lord have mercy. I feel it in the spirit room. Somebody's pulling on me already when they're going to be listening to this message. Let me back it up with scripture. In Romans chapter 1. And I'm going to start at the 24th verse. And I'm going to read down to 32. Listen to this. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts. To dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Who changed the truth of God into a lie. And worshiped and served the creature more than the creator. Who is blessed forever. Amen. Verse 26 says, for this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lusts, one towards another, men with men, working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meat and even as they did not like to retain god in their knowledge god gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient being filled with all unrighteousness being filled with fornication, being filled with wickedness, being filled with covetousness, being filled with maliciousness, being filled full of envy, being filled with murder, being filled with debate, being filled with deceit, being filled with malignity, being filled with whisperers, being filled with backbiting, being filled haters of God, being filled despiteful, being filled proud, being filled boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding 
covenant breakers without natural affection implacable unmerciful 32 tells us and who knowing the judgment of god that they which commit such things are worthy of death not only do the same but have pleasure in them that do them lord help me jesus and let me let me let me say this to you all right now lord have mercy and revelation and revelations chapter 22 i believe it is listen revelation listen to revelation revelations 22 18 and 19 and you really need to hear this for i testify unto every man that continues to hear the words of the prophecy of this book which is the bible if any man shall add unto these things god shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book and if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. You won't have the right to the tree of life if you continue to hold on to wickedness, if you continue to hold on to homosexuality, if you continue to be a witch, if you continue to be a warlock, if you continue to be a fornicator, if you continue to be a covenant breaker, if you continue to be disobedient to your parents, if you continue to be anything that is not of God that is written in this book, your name will be removed from the part of you will have your part removed out of this book book that is the word of god so when you have these churches now let me say these church well the churches their people is the church so when you have the house of god full of the church the people of god the people of satan and they are a first man and a, a, a man is gay and then he has a, a a man that's that's gay as well and they're living as husband and wife as the first man instead of the first lady listen You've just changed the, the, you not only changed the natural use that you use for a woman, but not only that, you, you, you are taken away from the word of God. You're adding your own two cents in it and you're going to, you're not going to make it in. Period. It's not going to happen. But we sit here and we preach the gospel to people who are weak-minded, to people who don't know the word of God for themselves, and we deceive them. No, not we. You deceiving them. You're distorting them. You're 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 leading them wrong. And God is not pleased. We got to be connected to two are better than one. But the one that you are connected to has got to be on the same page as you. Has got to believe the same word of God as you. Who have to believe in Jesus Christ as you. The true and living God. The pillar. Lord have mercy. Thank you Jesus. So I want you all to understand. The word of God is real. And the world of man is wrong. Amen. So I, I, I pray, Lord, thank you for giving us encouragement and love through our marriage and our relationships and those that who we are connected to. Lord God, keep us close to you and each other in hard times. Amen. Amen. And amen.
So God bless you all. Thank you all for listening to my podcast. Thank you all for listening to, to my YouTube. Share this with somebody. Share this message with somebody that, that's not walking the way they should be walking. That's not living the way they should be living. Amen. Because God is real. Heaven is real. Hell is real. God wants you to receive every blessing, every promise, everything that was spoken to you. He wants you to have it. He wants you to dwell with him. He wants his home to be your home. But you got to live holy like him. You got to be holy like him. You must be holy. You must be righteous. Amen. Amen. So thank you all for tuning in to Mr. and Mrs. Bible Study. Um, I'm sorry, Mr. and Mrs. Devotions Coupled Together Bible Study. Again, my name is Elder Serena Holloway, and I thank you for tuning in. Continue to pray for me as I continue to pray for you, and I pray that you will see what God has for you. But we gotta live away. We gotta live according to the Word of God. Some may not like it, but Jesus said that everybody can't receive the truth. Everybody can't hear what is supposed to be right. That's why He says, "Those who have an ear, let them hear what the Word of God is saying." Let them hear what saith the Lord. You got to have an ear to hear. Amen. Well, you got to have a heart to hear what goes in your ear. Because you have H-E-A-R-T. Then you have H-E-A-R. Then you have E-A-R. So you have the heart to hear in your ear. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. And I'll see you on or you're here, well, I'll be on again tomorrow at 2 p.m. Thank you for listening. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Know that I love you, but God loves you more.